Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, your grace. Thank you for this season, a season of a time to remember of the incarnation coming, coming and being life and being our deliverer to being our Savior. So today I pray you speak to our hearts. Some of us may be quite restless with what is going on in this season. May today be an encouragement for that. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Sometimes it is better to be kind than to be right. We do not need an intelligent mind that speaks, but a patient heart that listens. For those who have ears to hear, listen. <laughs> Especially at your dinner conversations and sitting around your desserts and whatever, coffees and teas, and as you get in those family arguments... That never happens, right? Yeah. Well, today, because it's pretty big deal with Christmas going on, I want to talk about holiday stress again. I know last year I touched on this, and I want to bring that back and spin it some more, because I know it's a stressful time. Even when we don't want it to be stressful, stress is sometimes put onto us, and we receive it, when sometimes we don't need to. So let's take a look at somebody else who got stressed real quick. Joseph was a good man, full of integrity, and he didn't want to disgrace her, Mary. <coughs> but when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. His stress was, she's pregnant and I'm not the father, and I know how this works. She says it was an angel. Right. Anybody with a normal human mind would think exactly the same thing. That's why it required divine intervention. The same divine intervention that came to Mary to declare, you're going to have a baby. So that's pretty stressful. You love this gal, but something she's not telling me. Oh, wait, she did, and she was telling the truth. Wild. Well, then later, after the baby is born, two years later, after the wise men had, by the way, you know that the wise men were never part of the nativity scene. It's just a nice plunk in to shorten up the story. You know, they, they showed up two years later or so, at least in the, between the two years and birth. Uh, that's how the story reads properly. After they, wise men, had gone, Joseph had another dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Get up now and flee to Egypt. Take Miriam and the little child and stay there until I tell you to leave. For Herod intends to search for the child to kill him. So that very night, he got up and took Jesus and his mother and made their escape to Egypt and remained there until Herod died. Oh my, talk about a new stress. He didn't say, well, you might want to get up and, you know, go down to Egypt. It was like, go now. Oh, shoot. What about my stuff? What about my shop? What about, what about, what about? How, we're good at the whatabouts. <laughs> Stress, wee, way up. Well, here's some things you need to consider. Some points that may help you. Some of them are similar to last year's, but they're still going to be important. If, there's no way you can remember last year's. Really, if you do, you're amazing. So, number one, 
flight attendant insur- uh, uh, advice. I love this part. They always, if you, how many have flown an airplane? They give you that spiel, and now they make hilarious videos of some of the uh, 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 individuals on the planes as they do their really funny antics of how to do the, the mask coming down, just trying to buffer the mundane, regular routine announcement of how to be safe on the plane when it hits the water, which doesn't help to plant that seed. Anyway, um, the idea is when the mask comes down, the very first thing they say Please secure your mask first, then help those around you. Why? Because in the act of trying to help the person beside you, you may not have enough time to get your own oxygen on and therefore hurt yourself. So first, then you become a helper. It's really, really important. Well, that actually makes sense over this holiday stress. So here's some quick tips. Uh, I'm going to go fast, okay? Because last time I went a lot slower, I'm going quick. Take care of yourself first. Really. Take care of yourself this Christmas time, and there's some ways to do it. Eat properly. Get enough sleep. My daughter's not here, so... Oh, shoot, she is. Hi. Uh, hi, Avery. Shoot. Eat properly. Yes. She's trying to get me to, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, eat better. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Anyway, it makes a difference. Watching what you eat. My wife's trying to teach me this. Uh, by the way, this whole sermon, I've not arrived, okay? Uh, this is to me, too, just so you know. My family knows it's true. Um, take time out for yourself and let God love you. Find a quiet time. Five minutes, two minutes, close the bathroom door, something, anything that you can do to have times of just coming to a place of stillness and reflecting. That can be a really big help. Take regular short walks, especially when you are stressed. If you do it before you're stressed, that helps not be as stressed. If you are stressed, go walk. It's the number one advice from every doctor uh, when it comes to stress, anxiety, mental health. The number one advice, exercise. And if you're allergic to exercise, it's all here. I know it. I'm a, uh, it takes one to know one. All right. Um, Over Christmas, sometimes we pursue happiness. Don't pursue happiness. Instead, know how to appreciate and express it. Recognize the joy of Christ lives in you. You have the joy. Don't try to get joy. And don't put it on somebody else to meet your expectations of happiness and joy. Oh, they're supposed to act a certain way at Christmas, therefore I'll be happy. Now they're not acting like that, and now you're stressed. Stop it. Don't milk everybody else for your needs. Oh, wait, who do you get to rely on for all your needs? The one who you are in union with, who lives in you. Next, seek professional help if you need it. Sometimes, if your tummy hurts, you got the flu, what do you do? Sometimes you need medical attention, you go to the doctor. Well, in the same way, when your head isn't thinking straight, you need to speak to a counselor, a psychiatrist, or a therapist, or something. It's the same thing. Mental health needs to be considered equal to physical health, and both need to be maintained. Really important. Learn to practice being intentional and guarding your thoughts, being aware, being aware that, oh, my thoughts are focusing on negativity. I know a couple weeks ago, I, I had moments of watching a trajectory of something I was afraid of, and I was focusing on the bomb where it was landing, of the destruction of whatever I thought was going to happen that's terrible, and 
the Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, stop focusing on the destruction or the end result that's terrible. How about let's revisit the trajectory that you're seeing and find ways to ricochet and redirect it to a better outcome. Trust me, I still haven't mastered it. I don't know of anybody that really has, but because it was a new thought to me and a new idea to ponder the next time I start to worry, that's what happens, now I'm, hopefully the Holy Spirit will bring that back to me and say, hey, uh, stop worrying about outcomes that haven't happened. Stop it. (laughs) Instead, focus on these things. So there's a whole sermon we can do on that one. Next, take time to think through your holiday calendar. A little late, but maybe not. Uh, you got two weeks of typical holidays for kids that are in school, so here's some thoughts on that. You do not need to go to every event. There we go. Said it. Uh, spread out your invites over the entire year instead of all in December. Folks you don't even like, you have to have a party with, you know, or, or uh, individuals you could do it at another time of year, then do that. I know uh, one family that used to have an event uh, over Christmas time every year, and they finally chose to move it to June or July, whatever, and do a barbecue or picnic instead. And suddenly, the, 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 the calendar stress was suddenly different because the, everybody agreed and made a change. And that's, that's pretty cool, pretty smart advice. Uh, you're, what you do. You know, does great Auntie Matilda really need homemade candles? And now you're going to spend all your time trying to make that perfect handmade gift. And you know it takes so much time to do whatever. Like, it's just a mentality. You, you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, does every kid in your child's class really need a Christmas card handmade? You know, like, it's amazing how we take on our own stress or create our own expectations, try to measure up to that expectation that we created, and we're wondering why we're stressed out, and now we make everybody else try to catch up or deal with our stress, and then we end up giving more stress to those around us. Ever understand that? Ever see that before? No? Okay, fine. Do you have to go to the work party that you hate going to? <coughs> Sorry, I uh, can't. I'm not feeling very good. Uh, no. However you do it, <laughs> you don't have to go to everything. Just heads up. Uh, stop comparing your family plans with the others, with others, or those on Facebook. Do you know Facebook is not a real world? Oh my goodness! Everybody only puts their happy slappy up. I don't hear anybody say, oh, I feel like really depressed today. Well, some do. <laughs> okay, some do post that. People don't. Like, really? You're just begging for, please console me. Well, Facebook's not a real world. That's not where you go for your consoling, okay? But the point is, there is a world that you may think you see on somebody else's page. Think, oh, wow, they've got it all together. Their family's always happy. Look at that. When really... If you know the family, they are going through some difficult stuff. And they may be posting it there as a way to deflect themselves, just for themselves, to find something happy. Everybody else seeing it thinks they're always happy. Well, it's not true. Be careful. Put on relaxing music to calm you and your household. TV should not be on all the time. Some families do. They have the TV on the background constantly. Switch it out. Put some nice music on or something. It's good for your soul. It's good for your body. It's amazing. Um, Learn to say no graciously. No is going to become your best friend. 
It really will. How? Let's take a look at some of these. You can't do everything, so why try? All right? Just a warning. Spend time together with people. Instead of everybody in their own little tablets, off in their own rooms, I'm guilty of this. Really guilty. But maybe I'll increase it by one step better this year. I don't know. We'll see. I know I'm going to get ribbed as soon as I get home. You said. <laughs> I'm working. <laughs> but just being aware that time together, playing a board game, playing cards, um, even if you're not that kind of person or your pattern has been super busy, I'm speaking to myself, I know this. Um, spend it with somebody else. Sit watching a show with somebody else. Something. Togetherness. Proximity with one another makes a difference even when words aren't spoken. Next. Cancel some old traditions. Uh, certain meaningless events. Why do we always do this? Why do we always do that? I heard a rant this week on the radio of a, a writer saying, cancel the stockings. Cancel those stockings that you put up you know, by the fireplace. So why are they even there anymore? For most families, they're, they're just an extra thing to quickly go fill. You run to the dollar store, shove it full of broken things, or things that will break as soon as you pull up, gone. Or mushy chocolate that melts because it's too close to heat. Like, why do we do that? And it costs another $10, $15 for each sock. Why? It's, if it's a nice tradition, keep it going. It's fine. But sometimes certain things can be questioned, and it's okay to do that. Don't arbitrarily shove it on everybody, but begin to have the discussions and make some course corrections for the future. It's worth it. it it'll help reduce your stress. Next, less is more. Give yourself the gift of no to the excessiveness and yes to the simplified. You don't have to buy that extra thing or go to that extra place or I can just hear Lori telling me, you don't have to have all that food on the table because I like to do the turkey dinner, but I overdo it because it's fun. You know, just, I just like the abundance of it. Plug yours. Um, like I'm doing it on Monday. I'm going full till. Like I, I want to, but maybe I'll, okay, I'll leave out the vegetables. Good idea. Perfect. All right. <laughs> just kidding. Avery's going to so give me trouble. I'm kidding. She's in charge of it. So be kind out there as you're going out and about, as you're driving, if you're still out on, on the different days on the roads over the next two weeks. The stress of homes continues after the 25th in a very big way. New Year's and so on. Be kind. When somebody snaps at you, take a millisecond and go, maybe something else is going on I don't know about, but I don't need to react negatively. I, I have to tell you something honest. The last two weeks... I've been doing that, not necessarily intentionally, but something in me is waking me up to being aware of how I have responded. And I'm shocked. I don't do gestures in the roundabout. At least I haven't for two weeks. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty me. I let people in. Like, Go ahead. What the heck? Anyway, just very funny. Be kind. Plan ahead or backwards and build in downtime to relax. What I mean by backwards is if you have an event coming up on the 29th, plan backwards and make sure you build in buffer time for um, oopses that come along the way, blindsides, uh, pauses in between. I know when I do my schedule for my week and I have a lot of appointments, I can do a lot of stuff, but 
I've got this buffer of 10, 15 minutes or something like that, just in case, or I build it in half an hour. Sometimes the one meeting will go later. Oh, there, there's my buffer. You know, it just buys it or whatever. Like, it's amazing if you plan a little bit ahead, it helps. Next, stick to your budget. That'll really help you over the holiday times. Oh, you don't have a budget? You should have a budget. Family budget, Christmas budget. At least kind of talk through with the ones you're spending money with and hear how much are we agreeing on spending. So you at least have a mutual expectation instead of <laughs> the bill comes in and you're wondering what just happened. That'll take three years to pay. Well, a year from now, you're, the person that you bought the gift for won't even remember what they got. So why are you paying for it in three years? Okay, do you know what I mean? It's just a piece of advice. Agree to an exit plan. This is super smart. If, you have, if you're stuck at an event, you don't... Well, no, I shouldn't say that. But yeah, you might be stuck at an event you don't want to be at, or you may be at an event that you still have to leave at a certain time. Agree on how you're going to communicate to leave. It doesn't mean you don't want to be there when you have to set a time. It just means you're collectively as a family deciding instead of somebody not having a clue what the clock says. You know, it's, it's called an expectation that everybody agrees to for your family. Next, other, stressed, uh, other stresses to be aware of over the Christmas season of people around you that you may not be aware of, but you need to wake up to this because it's real. Grief is the first one. Loved ones you've lost. Has somebody lost a loved one recently in the last year? Christmas is a wake-up time. It's like, ooh, ooh, I didn't expect that emotion. Where'd that come from? You know, uh, didn't see that coming. Now they act a little bit different. Now they snap at you. And you think, what's their problem? And you snap back. But really what's going on is they're processing an emotion they didn't see coming. Give them some grace. Give them room. Be understanding. Next, bad family situations can be hard. Families that have divorced or are divorcing or separations that have happened, mental health issues, children issues, busyness, craziness. I don't want to wear this dress. I don't want to wear that. I don't want to go there. And then you get all the hissy fits you see in the grocery store and the <laughs> on the ground. And, you know, be kind. <laughs> Just be kind. These, these are big things. You don't know what's going on. People are lonely this time of year. If you are one of those that has a hard time at Christmas and you don't want to go to events, or maybe you don't have any, then be intentional. Volunteer somewhere. Initiate connections. This is a good chance and a good time to practice good self-care. Really important. Exercise. Yeah, me want to talk. But anyway, not, not the opposite, which is sitting around and eating, 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 drinking, eating, sleeping. Like That's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health. Not good for attitudes. Pick your battles. <laughs> Family members. Be careful when you go to your events. Be careful. You know what the triggers are. You know exactly what gets them going. You, you, you do, right? You do. I know you do. It's not about you. This is a big one. Sometimes we become too self-absorbed. We think we have to have our voice heard all the time. How about try the gift of not about you? Maybe this is God showing you this person needs love and grace and patience right now because I'm bringing them through something. And if you're going to fight them, you're, you're just going to make the process longer. So please, like, there's lots of scenarios where that could be. Next, uh, avoid clickbait conversations. Okay? Clickbait, meaning somebody starts talking about a certain political figure. 
Don't engage. Politics should not be on the dinner table list of topics to talk about. And I mean at all. Okay, first of all, <laughs> just don't. Honestly, it's divisive. And the reason it is, is because in those parties and in those discussions, one person has to be more right than the other. And then you jockey for more right, more right, yeah, but, yeah, but, stop. Just choose not to engage. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be right or do you want to have a relationship? Do you want to be right or do you want to have peace? This is going to be really hard for those who thrive on animated discussion and engaging. (laughs) Ways to avoid all this is don't be a perfectionist this holiday time. Don't be a perfectionist about how you cook the turkey perfectly. Yes. The right ingredients for the mashed potatoes. The right display. Oh, I got to have that thing. That's what I grew up with having. You can tell I'm talking to myself, right? Like this, this is about not being a perfectionist and relaxing. My wife is the best example of that. Uh, and to her compliment. She can let things go faster than I ever can. You know, I, she's right again. You know, anyway, good, good idea. So chill. Realize that this too shall pass. So whatever situation you may be in, whatever the argument may be, this will pass. It'll be, it'll be over. It's not going to last forever. Next, acceptance of others' opinions. This is big, especially for the politics stuff. Don't engage, but listen to this. The acceptance of others' opinions does not mean you agree or condone. It means you accept that that is what they believe. That's so different. And that's something you internally realize. And, huh, okay. That is, hey, you know what? I see, what you, I see where you're coming from. Interesting. Stop there. <laughs> Hey, did you hear what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? (laughs) Don't fuel the fire or stir the pot. Don't you be the instigator. If you are, if that's the pattern, what a great year to learn not to do that. Next, stop taking things so seriously when it comes to an argument of opinions. Very similar to what I've already covered. You don't have to be right. It's not about that. Intentionally change the subject or move on if you can. You know, uh, spill the drink. Oh, no! Hey, somebody help me. And suddenly everybody gets redirected to the spilled drink of water on the safe floor. <laughs> or somebody's lap. <laughs> Learn the pause. Folks, this is your best friend. Learn the pause. Then respond. I am a reaction person. I live from... Yes, yeah, or you, Lisa. Uh, I'm a reaction person. I will engage. I'll go... <laughs> So my reaction may not always reflect my heart or my thoughts. It means this is how I've practiced reacting, and this is the toughest thing in the world to unlearn. Maybe that's what happened the last two weeks. A pause. Huh. And then I don't react. It's a very different thing. And for my personality type, it's really hard. For some of you, you live the pause, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Be the one to absorb the pride. You be the one to absorb the pride in the argument. Stop. Take it in. Be wrong. That's weird. You're used to being right. Be wrong. Forgive. Love. 
You be the one to initiate a better response. Can we have the lights off for this, please? Take a look at this. You'll love this. think it's going to be impossible to take that first step. It's amazing what goes through your head. This Christmas, his law is love and his gospel is peace. This is a great phrase to remember this Christmas time. We have come through a lot of changes at Hope Fellowship. We've had to unlearn the system of legalism and living by a law which sets us up for failure. We're never called to live by law. But the only law, if you're going to do law, you're going to do the law of the love of Christ. His only law is love. If it doesn't look like love, it's not from God. And the gospel is peace. The good news is peace. And he lives in you. This Christmas is about good news. It's about peace. And it's about realizing God's love. That's what Christmas is about. It's about God loving us so much. Jesus became man. The Christ becomes the man Jesus. In the incarnation. So we now have Jesus Christ. It was Christ first with the Father and Son. Christ then was begotten as a baby and became Jesus Christ. And is our life. It's good news. And the peace I'm talking about already lives in you. You don't have to pray for more peace. Stop 
praying for something you already have. Because when you pray for something like that and say, God, please give me your peace, you are praying darkness. You're praying a lie. You're blind to what is. Therefore, your focus is on something that isn't true. Instead, change your mind and realize, Father, reveal the peace that is in me because I can't see it. Now, that's a prayer of faith. I can't feel your peace. I want to experience it. I want to be a vessel of your peace that lives in me, that I am one with. The Prince of Peace lives in you, is in union with you, and for that reason we get to celebrate life. We happen to do it right now in this time we call Christmas. May that reduce your stress as you redirect your mind. I hope you'll take this to heart. Colossians 3, 12 to 17 says this. Since God chose you to be holy, oh, the holy people he loves, you must clothe, your, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, hint, hint, Christmas arguments, gentleness, and patience. Oh, gentleness. Did you catch that word? Make allowance for each other's faults. Oh, fine. And forgive anyone who offends you. What? Our culture is so easily offended. If they would just see this simple verse, believers, the ones who know Christ, we're supposed to be the least offendable people. Stop it. (laughs) Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do, or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Maybe we should plaster this up on our mirror when we wake up. (laughs) It's simple. I didn't say easy. I said simple. The gospel is simple. The gospel means good news, literally. The good news is simple. The good news has already come. It's here and in you. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, may your peace rule my heart. The peace I already have. And when I cease to feel it or experience it, (laughs) Teach me to call on you to open my eyes to see what is already there. Teach me 
how to change my thinking and be aware of your presence in me. And not only in me, but in others. (laughs) Thank you for your gentleness. Amen. Hey folks, I hope today's message was an encouragement for you. If it was, share it. Pass it on to friends on Facebook or an email. Uh, Get this good news out. Secondly, if it is an encouragement, would you consider making a donation, a year-end one, or become a regular monthly supporter? Uh, It would make such a difference to help us get this word even further out. So thank you again for those who are supporting this, and uh, it means so much. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks.